Welcome to Game Week 24. We are the Premium FPL podcast at Premium underscore FPL on Twitter. For those watching on YouTube, you'll finally found out what Mindy looks like. No more pixelation. A new webcam been delivered this week. He looks sparkling brand new. Uh, so yeah, we're going to dissect the upcoming double game weeks in 26. And then there's also going to be a blank in 29 due to the FA Cup conclusions that have, that have been coming. Um, we're recording Thursday, so there's still two more FA Cup games to be decided, but one of them is Chelsea, and we're kind of going to pre-empty that result, and then the Southampton Wolves one, but this is going to be a bumper podcast, hopefully help you, guide you through the next few game weeks. Uh, hello to Mindy. Hello. Yeah, I've got no clue about these bloody double game weeks. All those charts and stuff going around on Twitter mean fuck all to me, so I hope, you, um, I hope you've uh, made a plan. Um there's also the double game we could this week, 24, for some teams, isn't there? So, yeah, sorry. Yeah, 24, 25 as well. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, what is, is the one in 25? Yeah, Leeds and Southampton. Oh, yeah, Jesus. There's just one every week for the next few weeks, basically, isn't there? It's carnage. It's carnage. Um, but, uh, yeah, L- L- Leeds do look like a team worth targeting, definitely, as well. I'm not sure about Southampton. Uh yeah, yeah, as Callum said, it's Thursday, Thursday lunchtime. Game, game, the uh, team deadline for FPL, setting your team, is 11 on Saturday again. So, no real rush. No, not a Friday. Uh, I think that's about it, really. Follow us on Twitter. Leave us an iTunes review. Should we uh, get into it? Yeah, we've had a couple of good reviews this week, from one from Varun and uh, one from... James Aslett as well from from work. So good to see we're growing in popularity uh, as the weeks progress. Despite the other thing not growing is Mindy's rank, but we seem to be doing well on other fronts. Right, it, it is growing. It's getting bigger. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, should we uh, go through last week's scores? Yeah, do you want to go? You go first. I always seem to go first. What score? the best or last? What's what score did you get? Uh, fifty-seven. All oh, right. So yeah, I should go first because I got higher. All right, sorry. Um, story of what could have been, even though it was a good score, because uh, 26 points on my bench, Calvert-Lewin's 12, 8 from Kilman, 6 from Soufal, and a captain fail on Antonio, when two of the people I was considering, Fernandez and Son, both got points. Uh, so yeah, until, until the Leeds boys got their scores on um, Monday night. I was pretty disappointed with how it had all gone this week, but Galas comes through with a attacking return again and a clean sheet, which was um, unexpected. And Bamford um, captained himself in FPL this week and got, got, got duly got a goal. So um, it's good to know if you're a Bamford owner that he's backing himself as well. He, he, he said, I think he said he got really pissed off of himself for missing the chance in the first half because he knew he'd captained he'd captain himself. Um, I love that, that that's the first thing going through his head when he misses a chance. Like, for fuck, fuck's sake, I've captained myself on FPL and missed. He's mentioned, he's mentioned 
his own he's mentioned captain in himself twice in like two post-match interviews now so he must do it quite often <laughs> uh, and uh, he's obviously a keen FPL player we'll have to, we'll have to invite him on <laughs> maybe uh, one day let's um, l- l- let's get to a thousand followers on Twitter and see, see if he um, see if we can woo him on uh, <laughs> what, what else do I need to mention uh, annoyingly like a minute before the deadline I was toying with who to put first on my bench between Harvey Barnes and Carver Lewin which would have made a big difference to my score, but yeah, um, a lot of people bench Carver-Lewin this week, so I'm not not overly miffed. Um, and then yeah, I guess the only other player to mention that people might not have from my team is Foden. So he came through with 16. Uh, he played amazing in that game, and yeah, just um, about time he got some. Was it me last week who said keep Foden? Was that was that me or was I that was, someone else? I was gonna keep him anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, given Gundogan's got like eight goals or nine goals in the past ten game weeks, um, I would have been better off having Gundogan over the past five or six overall. But good to get something from Foden before uh, before we start looking at wild cards and bench boosts. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later. Do you want to go through your team? Oh, hang on, I'll go for my rank first. So I went up about forty k places. From two ten to one seventy, so uh, I'm basically back where I was just after Christmas. So I've gone nowhere over the past five weeks, but um, hopefully I can get back on the back on the green trail over these over these doubles if I can figure out what the fuck's going on. How fitting you've gone nowhere in the current climate of lockdown. It kind of feels a bit. Bit absolute, doesn't it? Um, yeah, so I got 57 points as I said. Uh, like you, I also had a benching fail. I've got 19, 20, 22 points on the bench. That was through Calvert Lewin, uh, 12, obviously. Martinez, nine. I actually brought in Pope that week, uh, just because ahead of the double and he had a kind of fixture on paper, but then Villa beat Arsenal and Burnley conceded to Brighton, so that was a, a transfer and a bench fail for me. Um, yeah, keeping the faith in Son, he delivered. Obviously, with Hazard Kane back, we'll touch on that later. He, Son and Kane together again. Without each other, they don't look great, do they? But then when they're together, it kind of hits form and they do well. His son's assist to Kane last night in the FA Cup was unbelievable. Uh, Salah scored despite that loss. Fernandez's great goal. I think I was looking at the, the template for 10K and for the top 10K, and my team's quite similar now, so... Hopefully, like you say, over the next few weeks, try and make a few decisions, whether that's captaincy or transfers that kind of gets me back into that 10K because I've slipped out now. I'm into the lowly heights of 19,718. What a shame, I'm in there. But yeah, a lot to come over the next few weeks. Hopefully we can start to rise again. Yeah, I think bench points is a bit of a theme at the moment, isn't it? Loads of Yeah. it's a tricky one because any other year my bench would be quite weak and I'd advocate that. But even when I'm seeing points on my bench like this, I still I don't feel that bad because I think it's the right strategy to have a strong bench this year. I do feel there'll be some weeks where they'll come into play. So it kind of hurts, but I don't think it's a bad strategy having a strong bench each week. Yeah, the other thing is that... Um... Points from defenders on benches this week uh, kind of hurt a little bit more because the people with double city defence 
think you get the clean sheets from them, but they were pretty close to getting a clean sheet against Liverpool. If Salah hadn't won that or died for that, not penalty. Um, so yeah, I mean, we probably wouldn't even be talking about um, the bench defender points if the City boys had um, got their clean sheets. Uh, yeah, and that Calvert Lewin goal was pretty much yeah. last second, wasn't it? Yeah. Like United switched off. That's probably why they're not going to win the title. But yeah, on before that, he was on for five points, and you kind of would have you would have took that on your bench. People who bench boosted a few weeks ago, though, who who built a squad with a strong bench for the bench boost, they've been getting these kind of bench points like week on week, past three or four weeks, and I think a lot of people have realised now that that's one of the flaws of wildcarding and then bench boosting because you're stuck with a strong bench and money on your bench for ages which um, yeah it's something that it's one of the important cons to consider when looking at because we've both got our wildcards and bench boosts left haven't we so yeah that's something maybe we can learn from from other people's experience uh, but yeah um, we'll we'll get into that when we just when we talk about what, what we're thinking of doing with double game week twenty six. Um any other talking points from the weekend? Um Gundogan missing the, the penalty was annoying, wasn't it, for for not knowing who, who's gonna be on pens at <laughs> Yeah, Pep Pep teased Edison and the bookies are priced up as if Edison's gonna take the next one. I think he's four to one to score any time, which is kind of ridiculous ahead of the weekend against Spurs. I think it, I mean I would say it was gonna be Gundogan again. That's the first one he's missed in a while, but who knows? Who knows? Even De Bruyne missed his last one, didn't he? Like City penalties, just like it's ridiculous. Need Aguero back ASAP. Uh, even he missed a couple, hasn't he? Yeah, even he's not squeaky clean. I think when Aguero misses, though, they're not like you know, like Sterling's last one was way over the bar. Gundogan's one was way over the bar. I think the one that De Bruyne missed was like two yards wide, wasn't it? Like I think. Yeah. Aguero, at least it's always on target. Um, so, how would it actually work if Edison's on pens? Like, would Walker or someone just go in in goal for a few minutes and then swap back? Uh, I was actually I was reading someone on I think it was the Athletic for doing an article and what would I, the, these keepers in the past do? I think Shilver was the big one, the Paraguayan, and like the odds of the keeper catching it or punching it back into play are quite minimal for a penalty. It's either gonna He's going to parry it, and it's going to go out for a corner or what have you. Like the odds of it, of his, of him catching an Edison penalty, who's likely to absolutely smash it, are quite minimal. So I don't think it would. Uh, be, I don't think they'd have too much of a threat. Like I don't think it'd be as comical as Walker sitting back on the goal line or something like that. Uh, I guess the other big talking point this week is um, injuries, especially from the FA Cup games past in the past twenty four hours. So. Um, Pope, I think, I don't, I don't know how Pope's got a knock, but um, yeah, he's flagged on FPL. I think Deitch mentioned him yesterday. Um, that's annoying. Yeah. yeah, people like yourself thinking. Yeah, I brought him in last week, and he he blanked that week, and then he could be injured for the double. Like, bit of a curse transfer that. Yeah, so um, it affects people who brought in Burnley defenders as well. Because is it Peacock Farrell or something who's there? Yeah, and he looked awesome. Young keeper, yeah, as a young keeper, yeah. So that's annoying because Burnley have got a great double this week, and the fixtures they've got, you'd think 
one clean sheet guaranteed almost with those. But if um, if it's the young keeper between the sticks, that's that is annoying, as you say. Um, so there's going to be a yeah. lot of keeping an eye on press conferences this week. Um, it's yeah, the next three are actually they got a double this week, like say favorable one. Then they got West Brom at home next game, twenty five, which you'd like, and then. They've actually got a tricky double 26, but even so, it's still a double. And Pope in them fixtures, you kind of fancy him to get save points, bonus points. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough one to take these out. And then Pep mentioned Diaz struggling yesterday. And I think you've got some information on what's wrong with Diaz. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think people are putting two together that he's possibly got the shits. Like uh, he was saying he was ill, and then Pep got like press further as to what was actually wrong and he started laughing so I think that's the only assumption there yeah you'd think you'd think that if it's just that that you know he strikes me as the kind of guy who would play for with a few tablets in him yeah yeah exactly and it was so funny the weekend when he he picked up Zinchenko <laughs> before the watch, picked him up and moved him so he was in the right place it was like um it was like a dad positioning his little kid for a picture or something. Just like, oh, you move. Um, and then last night, Calvert-Lewin, <laughs> that's really annoying. Because uh, yeah. he looked like the best striker to have for the... Dale, you re- you're reeling off my 11 here. Keep going. Uh, so, yeah, I think, did he go off holding his knee? I didn't watch the game yesterday. Yeah, his hamstring. His hamstring, hamstring. went, I think. Yeah, uh, which is a bit of a concern. It's not something you come back from quite quickly. They were saying he was on the pitch celebrating at night, but that after the game, uh, but they're saying hamstring, like it's something that you can, if you live in your everyday life, you'd be fine. It's just when obviously elite sport full of full on sprints and that's when he'll start to feel it. So watch out for the press conference there. Yeah. And then there's uh, Antonio who um, potential hamstring. Like there's a picture around of him uh, before he asked to be subbed off at the weekend. Then he's just like holding the back of his leg, like suggesting that it's hamstring. And um, the Twitter account uh, is it ex West Ham United employee, like, and that account's usually got good info, usually spot on when it comes to stuff about West Ham. Uh, they were suggesting that yeah, tight hamstring basically. So that that is annoying because yeah, if he can't if he can't run if he's um asked to be subbed off, that's already not good. And then if it's a hamstring pro- problem, you'd imagine West Ham would just be really safe with it and let him recover before they make it worse. Yeah, they bat themselves into a corner, though, aren't they, by not signing a striker? Obviously, with Hallow gone, it kind of you worry about the potential of the other assets you have. A lot of people have Sufal and Suchek. Um, yeah, without a strike. I think Yamalenko played against United and he didn't look up to much. And then they brought that kid on and brought him off again, which... Which will do wonders for his confidence. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what was I yeah. going to say? Oh, they've had some... Not not that it affects people's FBL teams, but like I think Balbuena and a couple of other defenders they've got have picked up injuries. So their defence is now looking really makeshift from the sounds of it. So... Yeah, they don't have a double either, do they? So it might be time to jump off them if Antonio's feeling it. Yeah, it's great timing all this after um, we went big on Moyes boys last week. <laughs> G- gave them a special segment in the running order. And, uh, and then it all, fall, it, all, it all turns to Diaz, all turns to shit. 
Have you lined that one up or have you just come up with that? That's I, just, I just thought of that one now. Um, Wilson, there's a few hamstrings, so Callum Wilson, hamstring. To be expected. It. Yeah, he's out for quite a while. I think they were even saying he might need surgery on it, which doesn't sound great. Um, and then the other one which kind of affects us this week is Rodri getting injured. Because, yeah, as you were saying before we started, that might mean that Gundogan has to drop Jeep, has to go back into the double pivot rather than the um, box-to-box role he's been playing recently. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, if he's... Fernandinho was injured last night as well. And I think without Rodri and Fernandinho, Gundogan's probably the, the only one who can play that kind of role. So, yeah, it'd be interesting if, if they're both out, that kind of negates Gundogan's threat. That's what I think would happen anyway. I think it I think it would negate that threat that he has there. Yeah, so I guess that segues us into what we're going to do with... Because City have a double this week. Should we just yeah. move into that? So, I I was last week thinking one of my transfers would be one of my two transfers would be one of the city defenders because I've got two one of them to a Burnley defender and then having two city midfielders Foden and Gundogan but now I'm not as sure on that one I'm not sure I want a Burnley defender if Pope's injured two Gundogan might not be playing in the position he's been getting all these points from and three, I've got like, injuries to sort out if Calvert-Lewin and Antonio are confirmed out in press conferences. So plans plans in pieces, basically, for this double. I don't really know what, what to make of it yet. Um, I think if I was now going to get an extra City midfielder, it would be Sterling. Um, the past couple, he's looked like, back, to, back to his best, doesn't he? And um, I think over the last few, he's... Touches in the box is highest highest in the league, so I think he he is the, probably the most explosive city option at the moment, like of the ones that are fit at the moment. So if you are thinking of um, who to captain this week and you can get Sterling, I probably would, um, especially if you're wildcarding and you can just get him out the week after. Otherwise, yeah, maybe it's more tricky. Um, what what are your plans for your city players this week? Yeah, good job that you've uh, you're backing backing what I'm going to do. So Foden does look great. Obviously, he's done great for you last week, and he didn't play the FA Cup, so I think he's going to definitely start. But for me, the only option is Son to Sterling. I kind of did that in mind last week by taking Stones out, leaving me a spot open for the City players. It was either going to be Sterling or Gundogan, but Roger going off injured kind of just made that decision for me. So. The only the only thing that's made it tricky now is all them injuries. Obviously, DCL, Antonio. But I'm kind of hoping that my, that when we when we're talking at the start of the podcast about the bench and how important that is, that that might come into play there because I've got Bamford and a West Ham player on the bench. Whether that's Sufal or Suchek, um, who they've got Sheffield United at home, haven't they? So I think I'm just going to do that transfer unless DCL's out for a lengthy amount of time then they might might look at bringing in Richarlison um, but yeah I think that's going to be my transfer song to Sterling providing that there's going to be no whether Antonio or DCL are confirmed for, out for like months then that'll change but if it's just touch and go for this weekend then that's going to be my transfer uh, So who would your three City players be then? Uh, Cancelo, Diaz and Sterling 
uh, for me, I think they're the Foden's up there. I think I think them four, uh, three from them four, I think would be the strongest ones this week, just because Sterling's looks like you touched on his stats there. I think he's got the most goals and assists in the past four across the league, uh, and his goal last night he took that really well. He kind of got his confidence back. So I'd like to think that he's going to play. Spurs and Everton, you think he's going to get minutes in both. He normally gets rested for the easier games, so hopefully hopefully he gets a decent run in both. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still something I'm considering, Sterling, this week. Um, he's a great captain as well. Yeah, I think, I think he's a standout. And and if I do end up wildcard in, in 25, ahead of the big double game week in 26, I can shift him on straight away if I don't want to keep him. So... So yeah, that, that I think if I'm not wildcarding next week though, I wouldn't probably get him in because if, if it'll be, I'm not sure I want eleven to because he isn't he is still expensive, isn't he? So I don't know if I'd want yeah because the the other thing is that you're saying you're taking Son out. Tottenham have a double game week come in twenty six, don't they? So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So that's sort of another thing to think about when you're um, making transfers this week. Um, before we get into the later week, so um, let's say there are people listening who do need to replace one of their strikers if Calvert Lewin or Antonio or whatever are out. What would you do this week? Would you um, would you go to one of the players as a double this week, like um, I don't know, yeah, Richarlison or one of the Burnley strikers, or what would you? What, what would be your advice yeah. there? I've seen people on Twitter actually considering uh, Ashley Barnes. <laughs> That's got to be a legacy pick. What's he done this year? Ashley Barnes he's scored a penalty recently. <laughs> it. Um, Even I mean, Danny Ings at Southampton don't look. I know they've got a double coming up, but yeah, them three have kind of emerged from the pack, haven't they? Calvert Lewin, Antonio, Bamford. I think everyone's got them at the moment. So yeah, it's an interesting decision. Yeah. The, the one who I'd consider is Richarlison if Calvert-Lewin's injured because he's, he's on pens for Everton and he's not he, he has, uh, he has Sigurdsson's much, on oh is he? Sigurdsson's on yeah Sigurdsson took it last uh, night yeah okay. he's playing well but Richarlison does take Sigurdsson's not been playing much recently but he's uh, well he hasn't been playing much like over the past two seasons but recently he's looked really good and uh, yeah he took pen last night uh, okay um He's very much been in uh, Richarlison, that is. He's very much been in Calvert-Lewin's shadow, but yeah. he does have pedigree for points. So that might be that might be something to look at if your bench can't cover you. Um, it kind of depends how long these players are out for, doesn't it? Like if Calvert-Lewin yeah. and Antonio is just a one-week thing, I might just leave them on the bench. But not everyone, not everyone might have that have that luxury, depending on how strong your bench is. Um, is there is there anyone else who's worth talking about? I guess if you've not if you've not got Burnley defenders and Pope, if you've not got anyone from Burnley defence and Pope is actually fine, you need to watch out for what Dyke says in his presser. Then yeah, having a Burnley defender for this for the fixtures Burnley got coming up and the double they've got this week does look a great transfer, doesn't it? Yeah, and I saw a stat earlier that Pope every time Burnley have kept a clean sheet which they might not do but every time they've kept a clean sheet he's got at least one bonus so that puts you in good stead if Burnley do keep a clean sheet 
Oh yeah. So actually, while we're um, before we move on, uh, we both used our triple captain. But while we're here, like given we've just talked about how explosive uh, Sterling could be over the next two, would you um, what w- would you recommend people think about triple captain in Sterling or Gundogan or some one of the one of one of them in this double? Uh-huh. Or would you would you wait? I mean, the element of rotation still lingers uh, Tottenham Everton. Like I say, I do fancy Sterling to play in both just because he's a key player. And if City kind of win them too, it kind of, that almost puts them on course for the title pretty much. So I think Pep will be quite keen to get the title under wraps quite soon. And the format that he's in, he's probably undroppable. So potentially, the only other one that I've seen is with the emergence of doubles that we'll talk about is Tottenham in game week 26. I think they've got Burnley at home and then Villa, Fulham or Southampton at home. So that kind of Harry Kane, Hummings Son territory, at least you know what you're going to get with them too. They're going to play 90 minutes both games. So that would be the only, that's the only other one that's striking out at me over the next three. Yeah, I think that's that's the one, isn't it? Now that Kane's back, like the um, there's probably... Some appeal in holding out for for the yeah, one of Tottenham's doubles. Yeah, um, but then if you if someone's playing a chip that week, then they can't do that. So yeah, Sterling's not a bad shout. He's in great form. Yeah, that that is a important factor. Yeah, if you've got a lot of chips left, you um need to properly map out which weeks you're playing them. Uh, shall we um look at double game at twenty five? Yeah, so the, the double here is Southampton and Leeds, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just the one fixture. So Leeds have got Wolves, which isn't a tricky game anymore on paper. And Leeds perform the best away from home when teams open up. Like Wolves Wolves away is probably better for Leeds than Wolves, Wolves at home on paper, you'd say, just because yeah, it's up to Wolves to open up a bit, whereas away, got no chance. Um, they, they, don't like, they don't like playing on their own pitch, apparently, Bamford said of problems they've been having they're playing away right. to be on a better they, pitch they, as well they've had a new relay pitch haven't they that they got from Spurs we talked about that yeah once it's in the head they're not going to play well at home it's almost a mental thing as well isn't it uh, so they've got Wolves away and then Southampton at home uh, obviously you say the home form's not great but Southampton probably the worst form team in the Prem and they've got big injuries there so Leeds is probably the team to target and I'm looking to get Suchek out for Rafina that week. Uh, Rafina's only 5.3 and he's he's playing unbelievable at the moment. That Palace, do you see that turn pass K? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you don't get FPL points for that. They made they should have made an exception and awarded some. Unbelievable. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Kale decides to retire in the season. <laughs> Jack Harrison's flying as well. Whenever I seem to watch him, he scores, but I, I never see him in anyone's team. Yeah. Um, he's got 95 points yeah 5.4 he's only he's matching Dallas and only behind Bamford in that Leeds team the, the, the reason I'd probably prefer Rafinha is that he, he's, he seems to be on some uh, some corners and stuff as well so he's got a bit more assist for it with set pieces but yeah uh, who's is how much is Harrison so he's 5.4 and Rafinha's uh, 5.3 so both both great price there for that double I mean, given that Rafinha's cheaper, I, I was going to say... Maybe There's no I'm real rotation risk with Leeds either. Bielsa seems to 
he doesn't seem to rotate much, does he? I think Rodrigo's injured, isn't he? Which he was one of the ones who used to come in and out and get 60 minutes and stuff. So he probably will have a more settled 11 over the next year, which is good. Um, Southampton don't look great, do they? And the, yeah, they've got injuries and they couldn't, no. they couldn't see off a nine-man Newcastle <laughs> at the weekend. But yeah, they... It's pretty damning. So I'm just going to mention uh, Ben Krellin. Ben, he's, he's the chap who does all the double game week planning and spreadsheets and stuff on Twitter. So if you've got no clue what's going on with all the fixtures over the next few weeks, I'd recommend his Twitter account. So on his chart, where he maps out what teams might have doubles coming soon, Southampton seem to have possibilities of doubles, as well as the confirmed one in 25. They might have one in 26. They might have one in 27. And they might have one in 28, which is bizarre. So even though they're not playing well, having a player or two from Southampton does look decent. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's the same game though, isn't it? It's Tottenham and City. So they, all, oh, okay. they can only have two out of three. But yeah. even 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 so, that's three doubles, yeah. But yeah, it's just the placement of that fixture. So like, yeah, for people who are bench boosting, I've been like, McCarthy might be a good option just because he's cheap and he'll get you. And um, who else? Vestergaard, he, he was popping up with a few headers at the start of the season. He's back in the team. And then, yeah. There's... Yeah, McCarthy, if you're playing bench boost. That's what I just said. Oh, sorry, I switched off. <laughs> Cheers. Nice one. <laughs> um, no, I, was, I, was, I was watching that table and so... <laughs> Uh, You've caught me out. I've, I've managed to get away with it for 23 weeks. Ings, Ings might be... Uh, I mean, we were discussing strikers before. If you're looking to bring in a striker that you can just sit... like If you're taking out Antonio or Dominic Carver-Lewin this week and you want someone who can just sit there and have lots of games coming up, Ings could be a good little set and forget for a bit. Yeah, I just... I never like jumping on a a team that's so out of form despite the doubles but I kind of get that you get an extra fixture there but yeah I wouldn't be rushing to buy a Southampton player well I mean the last time they lost 9-0 they lost I think they lost one or two games after and then they started to get back to galvanised yeah yeah Yeah. so So yeah I'm thinking the same thing might happen again because like Kyle Walker-Peters is back I think they've got Romero back Best of the gods come back. So this, the spine that they lost, which kind of is what meant United tore them to shreds, is is back, I think. So I think it's just they just need to get a win and get back. Get back to how they were. And Ings Ing, Ings I think Ings is a great shout out as someone different for the next few because not many people will have him and he's got he's got the pedigree as um he doesn't need many chances to score. I think in the in the game twenty five double, Leeds give up so many chances that even if they don't win, they could score a couple in that game. Southampton. Yeah. So yeah, some, that's, that's something to think about with with Southampton players. They've got so, so many games. It's just annoying that um, they're off form, as you say. Um, and then it gets into the tricky period of double game twenty six because nothing's actually confirmed, is it? But there's, there's no uh, strong, strong possibilities. I'm going to let you run through 
the strong possibilities for because <laughs> I, I, this is where, this is where the spreadsheet blows. <laughs> the spreadsheet goes over your head. Uh, yeah. So as Mindy's touched on there, that spreadsheet, I'll just bring it up now. Um, this is still from Ben Krellin's Twitter account. Um, neither of us are keen enough to make in our own spreadsheets. I don't think I've ever admitted to do something as complex as that. So due to the FA Cup uh, that's gone on this week, I think there's going to be an almighty set of doubles. There could be up to eight extra fixtures, which will be 16 teams. And that'll leave only two fixtures. Uh, no, sorry, three fixtures in game at 29 so up to seven doubles in 26 which is still 14 teams so it's something that you want to attack um quite a lot of them are confirmed already uh and then there's two more tonight that obviously depend on the fa cup with chelsea barnsley uh and then southampton wolves so there's two more fixtures that depend on them two there uh i actually went through my team earlier and i've got 10 double game weekers there so I was actually tempted to wildcard 25 and then bench boost in 26 but because I've almost got 10 there I'm kind of umming and arming whether that's the best strategy and maybe leave the wildcard and bench boost later in the season but I think if you've still got them chips and you've got anything less than 6 or 7 double game weekers um, I think we, we've quoted this spreadsheet on Twitter already so go, go to this what to see what fixtures they'll be. These will be confirmed in 25. So if you can see that you've got only five or six players or less, I'd probably advocate using the wildcard 25 and then bench boost 26. Uh, I think that's going to be the best strategy. I think that's going to be the most common strategy. The other thing to mention that makes it complicated is the blank in 29. So if people yeah. have already used the free hit, yeah. you need to be thinking about with what you're doing uh, the transfers you are making, are you going to have enough of a team to be able to put out 29? Whereas you and I have still both got our free hits, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, good job you meant. Yeah, yeah, if you've got wild card and bench boost and no free hit, you're, you're in a very tricky situation as to what to do. Yeah, I think you kind of just need to... Um, like, I think Leeds definitely have a fixture in 29, don't they? So yeah, having yeah, so the teams that definitely do are Leeds, Newcastle, Brighton, West Ham, and Arsenal. Yeah. So yeah, I, th- I think over the next few, like if you're wondering who to concentrate on your transfers, then and you're in, you're in that position. Having three leads looks great because they've got this double this week. Um, yeah, they're in good form. Like they they just look like they can score against anyone, and they're definitely playing in twenty nine. So. Yeah, it's stuff like that that you need to look at. Like, what what players that you are you bringing in? When do they double? When do they blank? And don't don't play yourself by taking out players that you then might need later on. If they um, if you're taking out a player who's got a double coming up or doesn't play in twenty nine, etc. It, it's so confusing. This, this this season is just it's just bizarre. Like the way this is all. I think after twenty nine though, there is. I think there's only potential for a couple more doubles with the way the schedule's worked out. Because um, obviously the FA Cup's down to the quarterfinals after that, so there's not many teams blanking. So I think if you can navigate through this period uh, with the chips, even if you have none left after 29, I think you're in a very good position if you can get a decent score every week. 
Yeah, so I, I think, give, like what, what you were saying, my plan was to wildcard in 25, get players like Rafinha and for the for the Leeds double in 25, have three leads, and then fill up on the the players that have doubles in 26 and ahead of planning to bench boost in, in 26. So you'd bench boost your Leeds players? They've got Aston Villa at home, I think, but they don't have no. They don't have a double. Well, I, I maybe I'd move one of them. Maybe I'd use my one free transfer to get rid of one of them. Right. But, yeah, uh, and then have like Bamford or Rafinha as your other two subs, possibly. Yeah. It's but the, the thing that's tricky about the thing that's putting me off it a little bit is that I don't want to be stuck with all that money on my bench going like. For, going forwards after that because the, the other option is to bench bench boost and then wild card after and get rid of the strong bench if you see what I mean yeah because you've already got a strong bench already yeah well I mean my bench isn't isn't that strong but there are people with strong benches who are thinking like do I want to keep having all those points on my bench and because come, come 26 like you're going to want Spurs players Kane son are expensive um, and it can seem like it doesn't matter having money in your bench at the moment because KDB's out and Kane was out but KDB will be back by then you think he's already back training yeah. so it might not be as feasible to have all the money, all this money on your bench when all the big players are back so that's another thing to, that makes it confusing doesn't it um, you kind of have to look at like can you afford the team you're going to want the big double in 26 with with having money on your bench also which might be and if you can't then that might be a reason to go with what you're suggesting and not bench boosting up in 26 and not, not wild carding yeah it's very much team dependent isn't it yeah definitely I, I was set on doing what you're doing 25 and 26 but then because Leeds double in 25 and not in 26 I'd be wildcarding and then bench boosting a similar team to what I'd have anyway because I'm going to get Rafinha in and I'd have Bamford in 25 uh, and they'd be on my bench in 26. So that would be the same team as what I'd have anyway. So yeah, it's a tricky one. That that double 25 almost hampers the like you doing that wildcard, I think. If, if that was not a double, then it would be a lot easier to get the team you wanted in 26 because you kind of have to navigate the lead Southampton double as well so it's, it's trick you can't you can't have a great team in 25 with six doubles and then have 14 doubles for a bench boost in 26 it's just it's impossible yeah um so Tottenham are one of the teams that are like really likely to have the, the double in 26 yeah and it's gonna it's likely to be a dub, good double as well got Burnley and then Villa Fulham or Southampton as the other one so, so what would your plan be then after 25 to like, would you, who would you go for, Kane or Son? And how would you do it? I've actually drafted that out. I'd either take out Antonio or Bamford. Uh, likely to be Antonio because I don't think West Ham have a double after that, whereas Leeds potentially have a... Leeds don't have one either, but I think Leeds' fixtures are better. Um, so I'd probably take out Antonio for Kane. And then Sterling out for Gundogan and hope that Rodri's back and 
Gunhan's taken up that more advanced position again. But then De Bruyne, De Bruyne's back, it almost makes it tricky. Although Gundogan was still scoring, wasn't he, when De Bruyne was playing? So I think that would be, I'd take a minus four there and get Kane in for Antonio and Gundogan out for Gundogan in for Sterling. I think that would be the way to do it. I'd, I'd be without Son. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I've got in my head at the moment. Yeah. Um, of the other teams that are really like to up in 26, that are de- um, v- Villa, v- is, v- is Villa maybe the other one with the best best looking? Yeah, Leeds and then Tottenham, Everton, Sheffield United. I and, think and Villa are another team that might have doubles in the weeks after as well, aren't they? Yeah, they've played two less than everyone else because of COVID and their game, the first game of the season got uh, postponed, didn't it? Oh no, they replayed that. Uh, they have got two games to make up. One of them was COVID, wasn't it? I don't know what the other one was. So the thing, the thing is, is that um, if I don't wildcard in twenty-five, I would then like I'd quite like to have Kane and Son, and and then I'd like to get one of Grealish or Watkins for the for all those Villa fixtures that would be coming. So yeah, I'd have to weigh up like whether it's worth the minus four or minus eight to do that, or just to you know, use the wild card as I originally planned. I'll probably have to make that call in 25 once we know a bit more. Not yeah, hopefully the fixtures get announced. Uh, yeah, I was I was set on doing what you're doing. It's only because when I looked at my team and then thought, what would I be doing with wild card and bench boost anyway? And I'd be like, well, it'd be a similar team. That's what swayed me the other way. So the once t- tonight's FA Cup fixtures are done, like hope. Hopefully the Premier League just say what's happening tomorrow. So yeah, I don't know wh- how likely that is, but you'd think they'd have to start because it's only what it's only ten days. Is it less than ten days away, isn't it? Yeah. So it kind of helps them. There's no fans there. They're kind of smaller turnaround, but yeah, even so, you'd expect them to be announcing it pretty soon. So yeah, I'd um. Try and wait to see before you make your transfers what's going on in 26. And um, given how complicated it all is, you might want to just like write out, like get a little Google Doc, write out what you're planning to do for the next few weeks because it's it's confusing with all the permutations. Um, we've just waffled on for ages there about, <laughs> about the divorce. And I, I bet I, people I, listening to it still are still as clear as when they started. Um, there's some stuff though that like you know get get the Leeds players in if if, if Burnley on without Pope get one of their defenders in this week um, and Sterling over Gundogan if you've got an extra midfield spot I'd probably thing, say Sterling folding Gundogan in that order yeah. uh, the only thing I'd say on that is um, is there maybe a chance that um, Stones or someone could get put in defensive midfield because I, I, I've seen people saying, why would Pep move his best, most informed player? He's got the most goal threat. Why would he move him? Yeah. Not, like it's, it's just, it's just there is that option. I think Stone, he has tried playing Stones once before in Holden midfield. I don't know, how, I can't remember how well he did, but. Yeah, no, there, is a, there is a chance there, but I think the chances are in the. Your favour that if Rodri's out, Gundogan will play the holding role. I'd say, uh, 
I just think in my head, Sterling would be a better captaincy this week, but I could be wrong. Like you say, Stones could play. Cancelo might play there because of how well he's been playing in that. He's been playing as a, an eight anyway when they've been playing in possession. So, so are you like 99% confirmed then Sterling captain this week? Yeah, unless... Yeah, unless there's some big injury news, I think. Uh, I think Guardiola confirming that Rodri's out will help cement that, I think. Uh, if Rodri's playing, then Gundogan back on back on the top, I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, it'll either be Sterling or Gundogan for me. Well, I mean, there's part of me that thinks I could just... Li- I could just- Put it on Foden, given that he didn't play last night. But it's yeah, just, he's definitely he's definitely going to play the Tottenham game. Yeah, it's just um, it's just that, 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 he's probably the most risky option of, of the of the lot, isn't he, Foden? But he's probably got the highest, like he's got like a quite high ceiling as he showed against Liverpool. Um, yeah, we talked last week though that Pep Roulette, as bad as it is, sometimes you can you can kind of gauge what he's going to do. Like he brought Gundogan and Sterling off after 50th minute last night, which suggests they're both playing weekend. So stuff like that, little stuff like that, Cancelo not in the squad, Stones on the bench, Diaz not playing. You can kind of preempt some of it. Sometimes there is just decisions that you didn't see coming a mile off, but then a lot of it, you can kind of see what he's doing. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm unsure at the moment. The Having having the um, doubts over Antonio and Calvert-Lewin, Means I might not have the luxury of. Um, yeah, that might able... change things if they're out for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I might not have the luxury of being able to bring in Sterling. Um, ideally, though, that is what I'd like to do: bring in Sterling this week and captain him for the this double. But we'll see. We'll um, try and tweet out what we're doing tomorrow. Hopefully, um, we'll uh, be able to put out some information on Twitter about what's going on after the Premier League pull their finger out and announce. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully that fixture announcement and the press conferences take on extra importance this week, don't they? Well, I, I think of all my time playing this game, all the information we're going to get over the next 24 hours, I think there's so much riding on everything that's coming. All the injury yeah. news, all the double news. So so many players who have potentially doubts. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever been more unsure about what I'm doing at this point in a game week before. <laughs> there's just so many, so many things to think about. And everything, yeah. everything you do affects what's gonna, what what your options will be in the next four or five weeks. Yeah, it's probably unprecedented having this dilemma. And then also, I've got four players flagged. I presume you've got a similar. So yeah, it's it's going to be a big twenty four hours. Uh, yeah. So, so, so sorry if you've um, just listened to all that and you've got no clue <laughs> what to do. Uh, it's just confusing time. Um, Anything else to mention before we wrap up? Uh, avoid not Chelsea. really. Avoid we were Chelsea gonna t- players basically. Yeah, we were going to talk about Chelsea, but yeah, wrap, you've wrapped up there. The only one that was striking out was me the past few weeks was Alonso, but then he didn't play at the weekend. So yeah, wait and see who the who the main players are there because they are playing well. Defense looks good. It's just it's just. Um... With the new manager, there just seems to be so much rotation, doesn't there? So it'll take a while before he gets his team. Yeah, Mount I, I, I looks wonder, good. I wonder, if he'll, I wonder if he'll ever have a settled team, though. Like, yeah, maybe that's his strategy. Yeah, he's talked about like adapting to the opposition and stuff. So I don't know. Um, Callum Wilson's just tweeted. Um, 
disappointed I'm going to have to miss the next few months due to this cheese string. <laughs> um, I've not heard a player refer to their own hamstring as a cheese string before. <laughs> <laughs> At least uh, he's taken it well. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it really. It's just so much injuries and fixture doubt that we just it's hard to really give clear advice this week. Um, but use what we yeah. said and make... Um, an educated guess about what to do tomorrow when we know more, I think. That's basically what we're saying. Sound? So we wrap up. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to say more about what we when we're actually going to use our wildcard next week. We'll definitely have all the... Yeah, all the yeah if you're playing yours, it'd be a nice little Mindy wildcard edition because I don't think I'll be playing mine unless unless the injuries are big ones, then might might change. Cool. All right, we'll, we'll wrap up for this week. Um hopefully you can get some sort of team out this week with all the injuries and see you um see you next week we'll see you on the other side <laughs>